and we are in double digits now. We are official. We actually hit a milestone. What the hell are you doing? Well, I'm just <laughs> love, love for our fans. Why don't you get up and do the dent? <laughs> Listen, we have more episodes than we have fans. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is the podcast Cosmic episode 10. We've actually made it to double digits. Can everybody believe that? Crickets, crickets, crickets. 10. One, zero. 10. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Wait, let's wait for Artie to actually count to 10 if he can actually make it. Hi, everybody. Vlad here at the Podcast Cosmic with my fellow hosts. Everybody, let's go around the horn real quick. Yep. It's George here. Artie. Heath, a.k.a. Jaded Hat. <laughs> you had to throw that in. <laughs> so before we begin, we would like to say, everybody, like and subscribe below. Your likes and your comments and, your, and, and subscribing is very important to the channel. Follow us down below at all our different locations. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Give us ideas about what you want us to talk about. Otherwise, we're just going to go off the reservation. So uh, this week, we are going to be hey, we're talking talk about euphoria then. Uh, well, that's off the reservation. Yeah, that's something we could talk about. That uh, I'm going to save that because that's big news because your your muse is actually potentially going to be Black Cat in the, the Madam Web movie, right? Yeah, I could see you actually going to a movie theater to see that. But I, anyway. Yeah. By himself with the popcorn. By himself in a rain in a raincoat. The popcorn the hole in it. A little popcorn. <laughs> so anyway, this week uh, we're going to be talking about. Obviously, there's a lot of Marvel news. The Miss Marvel trailer dropped, so we'll kind of give our takes on that. There was news about. There were some 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 clips about Moon Knight that came out. We'll 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 dig into that. News about a potential Daredevil uh, reboot at Disney Plus. The oh. week, yep, the week that the week that all the Disney Plus shows actually ended up, I mean, all the Netflix shows actually ended up on on um, on Disney Plus this week. Yeah, they made me re-sign in and re, uh, put in my yeah, password. I was about, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yep, you had to sign in and verify whether or not you want to be age, you have to be age, you have to set an age if mm-hmm. you're going to allow the entire catalog to be. Wait, really? They can't yeah. I, what's going to come bitch about? Yep, something. Well, I'm writing my congressman. <laughs> you should. Oh, and then I'm there's the big, Florida. yeah, and there's the big Netflix news too that we can talk about now that they're talking about sharing passwords and trying to find ways to crack down on that. Yes, uh, other Marvel news specifically, obviously, No Way Home dropped for uh, for streaming, but to buy, we'll talk about we'll t- we'll quickly talk about that. We'll switch over to Obi Wan Kenobi. Um, some news that dropped in terms of production on that. Um, we're gonna talk. We're gonna follow up some information that we had last week, which was all about uh, George and I talking about the Ghost album, the new Ghost uh, Impera album that dropped on March 11th. And get uh, get somebody's somebody's take. Somebody actually attended one of their ghost first virgin, a ghost virgin who's now uh, had their. Well, they haven't had a ritual yet because they haven't been to a concert, but they've been listening to an album. So we'll get Artie's take on it. Uh, and last, we're just going to go around and talk about different shows and movies potentially that we've watched over the last week and, you know, recommendations for everybody and stuff like that. And maybe talk about 
upcoming music that we're interested in, stuff that's coming out. And with that, um, we're going to turn it over about to Miss Marvel. So who wants to talk about Miss Marvel and the trailer? Well, it was a fun trailer. It kind of reminded me of um, the Scott Pilgrim movie. You know, mm-hmm. uh, maybe Batman 66, I guess, for someone of our age. Right. Um, it was really colorful. I was very surprised at like the how humorous it was. I guess I was kind of expecting it to be more like the Avengers game, her character. So seeing it like this kind of re- really reinforced that Scott Pilgrim vibe I was getting from it. You know, it felt like a comic book come to life for me. So I'm excited. I, you know, like the, the changing of the powers doesn't really. I was going to bring that up because I, I, I've seen I've seen some feedback about, you know, back That's and controversial. forth. I mean, they've changed some some aspect of most of the characters in some way. Right. So to me, but is it, but isn't, was, wasn't it originally that she was supposed to be an inhuman that got that her powers got triggered because she got exposed to Terrigen Mist or something like that? So that yeah. they're, they're, they're moving yeah, away they from were very that. physical. Her powers are very physical. Yes. Yeah, this one kind of looks like it's more cultural a little bit. So I kind well, of I think, yeah, ties that it ties more to her heritage a lot more. So I kind of I'm, I'm, I like that bit of it. So. Didn't she just get like a negaband or something? Yeah, like that's that? what I thought. I think she gets yeah. pre negabands. Yeah. That's what that's what that's what I've been reading too. That they're negabands. So, yeah, so there's some MCU's pre- version of Green Lantern. Yeah. So there's like we'll see. In the comic books, it was very different. The the mm-hmm. the negaband. So we'll see. We'll see, see how that. they treat it. What's interesting about it, though, and I think I mentioned to you guys offline, was the release date which was June 8th, which is literally two weeks after um, uh, Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan is going to be a six-episode limited series, right? So I think what's going to happen, I'm calling it now, and you guys can call me you know, a fool once it happens, but I think they're going to do two episodes like they did with Hawkeye, where they had two episodes at the beginning of... It's going to be five weeks instead of six, because five weeks leads right up to the release of Thor Love and Thunder. So I think they're trying to package it in between, but this is the first time on Disney plus you're going to have like two premiere shows, like, right. like, like genre shows, like star give Wars. Me more. And- give me more. Give me five. Give me six. Just give me them. You know, I'm a big fan of the binging. So if they released them all at once, I'd watch them. So e- either way they do it, it doesn't matter to me. As long yeah. as you know what? Can, let's, I want to take, a, I want to take a step back for a second. This is a good question. Cause you're bringing up a very good point. Do you prefer the Netflix model or do you prefer like what Amazon and the other, and like even Disney plus those, which is a weekly model. Well, but there's also the job- some shows too, right? Netflix does it on some shows too. But, but the thing is I personally, this is where I'm coming from. As much as I love the binge, like having everything there. I also, that it doesn't allow you to sort of um, digest digest and then sit there and kind of analyze like you know us doing this weekly you know get together and I prefer, sitting there and talk- I prefer weekly i i think there's a lot of information to go through you know there's yeah, a lot and it kind of allows you to rewatch the episode again just like you know like there are certain episodes you kind of watch it the first time and then you're like okay let me like now soak it in a little bit once you get over the initial high yeah so you know, whereas binging it, you can't afford it because the next episode's starting and it just like, it feels like everything kind of gets jumbled up a little I, bit. Yeah, I, I prefer I, to see it all. I, I To me, uh, listen, with the Marvel and, and 
Star Wars shows or the Disney Plus shows, especially, I'll take whatever they give me. So, but I prefer to have them all at once and I can watch them in any way I want to watch them. That's how I prefer. Yeah. And yeah, I, 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 I hear you. I don't have a nostalgia for the wait that I used to have when I used to wait, you know, four years for a movie or two weeks for a new show or a season after season. Just if you did the content, you filmed the content, just give me the content and let me watch it at my time. That's what I prefer. But well, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I think there's something else that I, I've kind of moved, uh, moved away from, especially with, with regards to network television, where you have the 22 to 24 episode season, which re- realistically you're dealing with a lot of filler episodes. Cause the, you know, that I like the concise, you know, six to eight, I don't think you even need 10 or 12. If you're talking depends about on- dramas now, like I'm still watching Seinfeld, but I'm up to, I'm up to season yeah, eight. Yeah, but Seinfeld is different. But I know, Seinfeld is really about the dramatic. I'm talking about like the, the examples that I could give you are something like, like, like the X-Files. Let's go. Let's talk about the X-Files. The X-Files, for example, was, you know, great. And there are, you know, but you, there's the overarching story, which probably takes up out of 22 episodes, maybe what, 10 maybe eight to 10. And then there's some key monster of the week ones. But and isn't all that these... part of the show? The show isn't just but it's, about but it, but it, but it, but it takes you shows. out. It yeah, takes I, you out of it. You know, that's I, my problem with it. Some shows, the, the, um, in between, like those shows that don't matter is what the purpose of the organization that the show is based is about. So they have to sidetrack into, Oh, there's a discovery here, or something's happening there, or yeah. are there different types of aliens here? And of course, you have the greater mystery that you're trying to unfold too. But go I, back. To, okay, I, 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 I'm, I'm not. I, I agree. I think my problem is the purpose. You know, especially, and I get. I know what they're doing. They're trying to build suspense, especially something happens big in the main storyline, and then you have four filler episodes. It happened in comics too. Think about yeah. some of the comics you read. All of a sudden, you have a filler comic right after a huge cliffhanger, right? And you're waiting like you have to wait another month for you. You have to wait two months for the next big comic to. Yeah, you know, I think the, that's a little different. Different artists too, and different artists takes you out of it well, takes you I, out of the field. I I think in comics that generally happens because of the time it takes to draw a comic, and when oh, they were yeah. really on a monthly schedule, you know there were some big stories that I, I'm trying to remember one in particular that I don't know why I can't remember it all of a sudden, but the artist dedicated himself to doing the story, and the issue after the story was done by somebody else. And it had nothing to do with it. It was almost a story from the past. And I remember people kind of complaining about that at the time. But I think what happens, and I think it's different a little in comics. It's the same thing where you're upset that you're not seeing your favorite creators doing it or the creators that brought you that great story. So you're kind of bummed out about that. Like, I remember going to the comic shops and seeing something like that, or an artist got backed up so he couldn't do one part of the story. And you're just like, yeah, that was but, always okay. the worst. That yeah, was but, always the worst when you get you're like, oh, I can't wait for the next issue. The next issue comes in, the, t- the covers from the original artist. Yeah, and you like, and you open it up after you take it home. You're like, oh, what the fuck? What is this? Unless yeah. it was by Arthur <laughs> Adams or Michael Golden. If there was a well, artist, you, uh, you just brought up. You, I was you took the words right out of my mouth. Star Wars thirty eight, Michael Golden. It was yeah. the issue right after thirty seven, which is a big one. And the next, I remember the last page of thirty seven said the next issue was The Empire Strikes Back. It was their adaptation. And no, 38 was a filler issue and it's become yeah. one of the most legendary legendary comics, yeah. right? Because it's the gold it's the single golden Star Wars issue, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, but anyway, so going back to Miss Marvel though for a second, I agree with George. I had a lot of I I have no expectations to the show. I have no love or history with the character. Uh, I'm glad she exists in the Marvel universe. You know, I don't have any of those issues that you know comics gators seem to have. You know, with led uh, legacy characters. It's finally, a character that that they, they actually created. It's like not not like a, tr- a change from of another character or gender swap of another so, it's that original and, character. So I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what they do with her. I think it's fun, colorful. I like the humor. I like that the Marvel shows can have different tones. Yeah. And you can really just enjoy them for different reasons. Well, they have different tones and they're all in the same universe, which yeah. I like. I do have a question though. And this is sort Will of- Will anybody show up? Has there been any reveals about anybody showing up? But well, anyways, I, well, we know that Marvel's we know that Marvel's is going to have, you know, Brie, it's going to have Carol Danvers, uh, Monica Rambeau, and it's going to have Kamala uh, Kamala Khan. But question for all you guys, okay? Let's let's based on everything that we've seen so far in the MCU, the movies. I'm not talking about the comics. Captain Marvel has essentially. I don't know what's happened in the five years. Remember, I don't know she. She shows up in 2018 at the right after they they've been defeated. Then I don't know how much time she spends on Earth, right? And then she saves. She does what she does at the end of Endgame. But then what I'm trying to get at is like, she was in the past. She wasn't around for 20 plus years. How does Kamala? How does she say it? I forget. She's Kamala or Kamala. I always get there's that confusion that which in, in the in, in the trailer she can she uh, she corrects somebody. The question is, how would she how would Kamala know who Captain Marvel is? I don't know. I, I look at it like this. Maybe there's a story stories about how how she just saved the day. Yeah, remember, I'm saying this from perception of a kid who just looks at a female character. Right. Identifying right. with the female character is super powerful coming comes from out of space smashes through a warship, sends it and turns the tide of a battle and then punches Thanos right in the face. I mean, she literally does that. Like, I'm not saying she won the fight. Obviously that's an Avengers moment, right? But she had, if you're like a little girl, maybe this is how she connected. And, Just, yeah, and, that's fine. And all I'm saying is potentially that she was around working with, because she was working with the Avengers for five years. Yeah, because so. there is there is this sort of unspoken thing about like it seemed like the wid- like widow Natasha was leading the Avengers. Yeah. Post uh, post uh, uh, Infinity War yeah. for five years. Right? A lot of things. And, you know, like, don't forget, like with Hawkeye starting off where Kate got to see the Battle of Manhattan and seeing. Hawkeye right. So there's that's it. perfectly fine. And I hope they do something like so that. I'm pretty sure they're going to do something yeah. on yeah. that because there, there's no way that she's going to be Ms. Marvel and not tied into the movie that's coming out. Plus, there's going to be something that's going to show how she got because the yeah. colors are Captain Marvel colors. And if she gets yeah. the ne- if she has the if she has Cree Negabands, then they there's and, gotta be some yeah. connection. Yeah. And so everybody, the, we're forgetting we're- colors and everything is going to. I'm sure there's going to be something because they are advertising in, in, I mean, she sees the original outfit and the helmet, right? The Cree helmet. She, right. she sees it. Right. Yeah. So I also yeah. think that we keep on forgetting. That's where I think that Miss Marvel Marvels and are going to tie into this, uh, into secret invasion. Cause remember Monica, 
because Monica's getting pulled off into something at the end of at the end of WandaVision, right? And it seems right. like it's p- part of a secret invasion. So I think there's going to stuff is going to start coming up soon. Yeah. yeah. So I think we're all excited for it. We want to see it. I mean, Marvel has not let me down. The MCU to me is like almost like a perfect track record as far as I'm concerned. Um, one question I have though about the scheduling is this. If, if what's going to be on a Wednesday, is it going to be on a Friday? I think we're going to do a Wednesday, Friday. I think it's going to be a, no, actually, wait. Um, June 8th, well, right? We said, a- we know Kenobi is definitely on a Wednesday, right? And June 8th is... June 8th, everybody, is an is so you're getting double drops. Artie, you're gonna have a full Wednesday morning. Oh, yeah. Before I work, go to work, I'll be waking up at like five in the morning. I'll be like, no garage wait. grind days, no, no early garage grind days for you those oh, days, man. huh? Too much watching. You really, both on a Wednesday. I'm still, yeah. I'm still trying to like soak in that one scene where uh, Nick Fury is, is on vacation in, in space and, and the. The scroll is, has taken over is betraying him like like this like this whole other galactic cosmic thing that 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 they've been that's setting sword, up for a long isn't time it? that's supposed to be sword it's isn't sword that? right it's sword yeah it's sword and i think the idea was that they're working together they've been working together for 20 plus years remember scroll, talos was right. there talos was there in 96 right so he's there. So that's not the issue. Yeah, it's just what are they building towards? And Talos is in Secret Invasion. We'll see. I, that was supposed to be a show this year, I thought. And the rumor is that Amelia Clark, uh, Amelia Clark is going to be playing Talos's daughter. Remember da- the daughter? She was the daughter, the Skrull daughter. I think she's playing. That's the rumor. That's no. the rumor. We'll see. I think she's playing Mephisto. Everybody's hey, Mephisto's got to show up somewhere, right? Exactly. I mean, <laughs> so over to Moon Knight, uh, everybody, uh, everybody saw the one minute clip of Conchu kind of scaring the shit out of, out of uh, it. Wasn't Mark Spector? I forget uh, what's oh, is it, Stephen? What's his name? What's his Stephen British Grant. name? Stephen Grant. What did everybody think of that? More great stuff. I mean, it's a really cool scene, like because you get the sense of what he's looking at, right? So he falls back. Then you have the lady. She's like, "What the? What the, you fucking weirdo?" And then again, <laughs> freaking it, out. No, she starts. Getting... <laughs> it's really. It's just. I again. Uh, I Mar. It's got me so excited. It's such an interesting character to do to me. Yeah. And then it looked. They got a great cast. I mean, Ethan Hawke and him are fantastic. You're talking about two top-notch actors who are doing a show maybe i hope they stick around for marvel movies too i mean please you know these are two top-notch guys i mean i I can't imagine how good this show is going to be in terms of like portrayals interactions and then you have the whole spookiness and the different characters and how they're going to how he's going to play them different i i just can't wait it was very exciting scene very exciting fun scene to watch it was fun because I think it kind of it kind of gave you everything about the show in that little clip, you know, where it was like the psychological horror of what he's seeing. Then it's like a little comical bit with the old lady, and then it goes back into that horror moment. Well, the, the zoom in on Conchu when he turns around is really yeah, cool. The lights start flickering in the elevator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, I, I what's interesting is speak, though, right? Did we hear him in the? And it, you said oh, it was F. Murray Abraham, Murray, right? F. Murray Abraham, which is interesting that they got him for Conchu. So <laughs> his name in Mythic Quest. 
I love his name. And I forget his name. He's really funny in Mythic Quest. But um, uh, the thing that I just noticed and I was going to ask you guys was I was looking at the latest poster. And obviously you have Moon Knight Classic in the middle, right? And then you have, I personally think there's a there's a shot of Oscar. There's there's Mr. Knight on one side, right? And then there's there's uh, Oscar Isaacs. I guess that's that's Mark Spector. It looks because his face looks much more determined and more, more, um, you know, Confident. more like secret agent, you know, like Indiana Smart. Jones type. So I'm wondering, is it is it is it Drake who ends up getting possessed and wearing the the classic costume that's there? You know what I mean? Because I'm interested to see because it looks like there's three different personas. There are, there's going to be three different personas. That's what it looks like to me. So like which one, which you know, it's the same person, but it's a different personality. So I'm just wondering, I don't know if that makes sense to you guys. <coughs> if Drake is going to get the, well, Drake, well, you know, you have the moon Knight classic in the, in the, in the right. front. Right. And that looks, and then you have specter behind him. You have, you have Oscar Isaac without his mask on, but it looks like he's got something cowled down. So I'm not sure what that is. And then you have Mr. Sorry. You have Mr. Knight on the other side. Yeah. It looks good. I mean, Fantastic. Who's Drake? That's the I think start? it's Grant. Start? Grant. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I keep on saying Grant. I'm sorry. When does it start? It a week from this Wednesday. Relax, Artie. You know, um, someone's gonna have Chunky Monkey for breakfast on March 30th. I got Chunky Monkey waiting for me for after the podcast. Um, I'm curious. I don't know because like is the Mister. We don't know which persona is going to be, or is Moon Knight a different persona entirely. Is or four? is it all based on is is based on the on the moon on the on the phases of the moon and it's I mean, going to be some, you know, it's, and and the one thing I've noticed that they kept secret so far is there was that French actor that passed away a month ago, Mr. Midnight, and they're I think they're I think Mr. Midnight is that is that is that his I think so and yeah. haven't seen anything regarding him in any of the trailers yet. Or I think they're doing movies. it. I think they're doing it out of respect. I, th- I don't think they want to. I don't think they want to. Um, you know, I don't know. I know, yeah. no, but nothing is even leaked, so it's just like an interesting. Yeah. Uh, switching over to di- more Disney Plus news. Obviously, um, the Netflix shows dropped this week. They're on there now. I don't know if anybody started watch rewatching them again. Uh, apparently, Daredevil. I think Daredevil is the one to go for. I'm not going to start with Iron Fist. Who am I kidding? See, no, I don't Dare- have that in me. I, it's very tough for me to go back and rewatch things. Like, I'll tell you what I've, I rewatched. I can rewatch Star Wars movies. I can rewatch Marvel movies. I can rewatch some of the Marvel shows. I've rewatched one episode of The Mandalorian over and over again. Um, but I can't go back and watch things like I used to. I used to be able to watch things over and over and over again. I have no interest in going back to any of those shows to rewatch. Is it you know what I think the one thing and you kind of brought up on brought this up flat is I think the, the the weakness of the Netflix shows is that they run on too long. That's to me. They just they felt dragged a- out like more than they needed to. And, and speaking back on the, on the, the binging and, and all the other stuff, I love the six to seven episode formula because it feels it's just long enough, but not long enough where you, you want more. But then, you know, then like to Artie's point, you know, I could binge watch. I love binge watching, but I also like the weekly, 
because I, I like that you, everyone has to catch up. Like, it, like, cause if you put everything out, then you could just binge and, and someone else might be like, ah, I can't watch it all. So you're behind the weekly. It's like, all right, one came out, you get the chance. Everyone gets a chance to see it that week and you could talk about it. Water cooler um, shows. Yeah. That's a, good, that's a good point, Keith, because what we see now with this internet age, well, we're 20, 30 years into it now, but one thing I see in my newsfeed, at least on Facebook a lot, is because I watch things really fast, right? We talk about things and Vlad, you and I, at least to some degree, we're, we go for spoilers like right away. And I have well, a big yeah, mouth. but yeah, I, have yeah. A big mouth. I go right to Facebook and I'm like, blah, blah, blah. and some people are like, why did you put that picture up? I didn't watch the episode yet. Like people really uh, don't want to get spoiled. So I, I could respect that part of the company doing the right thing by fans and kind of saying, let's not release the whole thing to your point, Keith. And then people like me out there running their big mouth as soon as they watch everything the first night. And then there's talking about it with the other five people that saw it and then spoiling it for everybody else. It's important. It's important. Like I got to tell you there's yeah spoilers. I mean, look, uh, uh, I'm not, we're not going to wax poetic about the, the last episode of the second season of Mandalorian, but you know, I remember telling you just fucking watch it. Cause you were like, you couldn't watch it until later in the day. And I was like, just watch it, please just watch it. But, um, to, to Keith's point about, you know, obviously there's certain shows that are built and there's more of them now that you see that all of a sudden they end almost with the next episode, you know, when it's binge worthy, when it's there, that it goes right into the next episode. Right. But there are certain shows and the one that comes to mind for anybody here who's seen Breaking Bad, you got to realize that there were certain episodes that came out like Ozymandias, which is one of the second to last episodes, the one where they're in the desert with Hank with Hank and, and, and Walt and the gunfight happens and everything is left up in the air. And that was for somebody who's a huge fan of the show. And I already, you've watched it as well. I don't know if everybody else has watched it and I'm not giving away anything. The anticipation and the stress that people went through for a fucking week to get yeah. to that episode. You couldn't match that now on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. anticipation, like George, what, what would you say? Uh, it robs you of the anticipation of the next episode. Well, it builds it. And then I, 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 I'm sorry, I'm jumping ahead to talk about because one of the shows we, George and I, watch is Severance. Like last night's episode of Severance, the way it ends, and you're like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me, man. Now I got to wait? Because you're yeah. like, it's about to kind of unfold something. And you're like, oh, shit. And that's where that works. It depends on the type of show. Like, and Keith, back to you, like Reacher. We've talked about Reacher. Reacher was the perfect length. There yeah. was no mm -hmm. fat on it. Mm -hmm. It was trimmed. It was that. Netflix shows, I'm sorry. I'm talking every Netflix show. Mm -hmm. All the, uh, uh, the same thing with Stranger Things. As much as I love Stranger Things, Stranger Things starts strong. There's always a, a middle section that they, there's a lot of exposition going off in different tangents every season. Mm -hmm. And then coming back. Does everybody remember the one episode? When was it? Second season? The one where they where Eleven went to Chicago? Yeah. And, and everybody's like, what the fuck is this? Can you imagine if you were watching that week to week? Mm. You'd be like, what the fuck did I just watch? Right. So that's all I'm saying. I'm saying there's, there's pros and cons to both, you know? I, and I think depending on the type of show you like, like 
Seinfeld is there's nothing there's Seinfeld is not serialized. You know, you can watch any pick up any episode of Seinfeld and watch it. Just, it. Sitcom it, stuff uh, is although different. as it hit episode seven, seven it did become a little more episode. Uh, Wait, what was that, George? Like with Seinfeld, you could watch like an episode from season five and then follow the episode from season two, and you're not gonna know because Oh, you'll know. I'm sorry, George. You will know. Artie and I have had this discussion. The minute, as much as I love Larry David, when Larry David left Seinfeld, first of all, all the secondary characters started coming in more, right? We've talked about this. I'll pick any TV show. Right. No, no. Yeah, absolutely. I I think you're right. I I think you're right. That's that's the difference. I I do think, right, TV shows tended to be uh, too long. I do like kind of the shorter format, too. Bringing that up is a good point to me. I like Six to eight episodes sounds about right to me. Eight, eight is good. Yeah, eight is good. Even t- it depends on the show. Like a show like Cobra Kai, which I know Artie, you don't want to talk about. Cobra Kai is fun. It's a half hour. It's not an hour show. So basically, you're 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 committing to five hours of t- TV per season, and you can get through it pretty quickly. You can get through it in a day. It's like it's 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 like watching. One and a half of the Lord of the Rings extended versions, you know, like watching the watching watching Fellowship and half of Two Towers. So, you know, yeah, I do want to pick that back up too. But I stopped that second season, so I want it's I, I gotta tell you, it's it's fun, you know, yeah. it is. Yeah. Um uh, other news from Marvel. So obviously the the shows came out, right? So we were talking about that. So now the big rumor now is that Daredevil's getting rebooted. Rebooted or a fourth season? Hard reboot? I, I here's an interesting thing. I don't know if everybody, and, and I'm eating crow now because I personally thought, I think I said it to you guys a few episodes back that five years have passed in the MCU since, since uh, infinity war and, and now Endgame. So it makes sense that, you know, at the end of season three of daredevil, daredevil has beaten Kingpin. So now King, 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 uh, Kingpin is rebuilding, but Charlie Cox came out. He did an interview recently somewhere overseas where he said that potentially with the multiverse and everything going on, that this may, this is sort of a slight reimagining. I could, I, I could, I, I'm a hundred percent. Again, the way the MCU is handled, the way, for lack of a better term, you use a term that maybe doesn't make sense. It is curated by the, by Feige. It's. We're seeing. It, it's really, I, um, I'll go with it. I'll go with it. I didn't leave it behind. I enjoyed uh, the seasons of Daredevil. I enjoyed, I, I will say, even though I have no, um, I don't want to watch them again. I did enjoy them quite a bit when they were on. And um, I'm willing to see where they take these characters if they're going to reintroduce them into the MCU yep. now that the multiverse of is there. I do hope, I do hope a few things. I do hope that, uh, Karen and Foggy are back because I think they were great. We know that we know that Wilson Fisk is there, but Karen and Foggy are, are important, right? Well, I heard she is coming back. I heard definitely she's there. No, nothing's been official. Nothing's been the official. only thing is the only thing that's come out is like there's been some some sort of suggestive tweets about I love Daredevil and stuff like that and all this stuff prior to this the announcement of everything coming back to to net uh, to Disney Plus. I, I, I do believe that those characters are important to the show. They were both yeah. excellent too. Yeah. I mean, the weakest parts, the weakest parts for me, I, I, I don't think Electro was handled as well as she should have been. That's just my two takes on it. I didn't feel like she was, 
she was one. I thought the Punisher was great. Yeah, the Colleen Punisher Wing, was great. Colleen Wing was great. Colleen, right? I thought, I thought the promise of Bullseye at the end of season three, and sort of the hint about the adamantium back, which was like, oh man, that's where they were going, and you're like, damn it, you know, and they didn't bring that. Those are all things that you wanted. I actually didn't mind the Defenders. It was, I thought, I, it's, I, you know, I. The thing that made Defenders fun was they they were dunking on Iron Fist a lot, right? <laughs> which was good, but. I think I can understand Marvel, the the MCU reimagining it because yeah, they're they're better gatekeepers of their characters than the Netflix versions would be, in some instances. I think so. I guess reimagining is just a way of like them just kind of wedging into you a little bit more than the the shows were, you know. So. Because the shows were kind of like on the periphery. One second. So, yeah. So it was on the periphery. Yeah, I think that's fine. I also think now that you have Shang-Chi, do you really need Iron Fist right now? Uh, yes, they're two different characters. I mean, I don't see why you can't have an Iron Fist. I think when they reintroduced Iron uh, Power Man, they, they got a reintroduced Iron Fist. And I hope, again... They get a chance to reimagine him. They may get a chance to recast them. So there's opportunity here. And uh, hopefully they do it. Hopefully they don't do it with whatever the fuck they're doing in the comic book right now. Okay? Because that sucks. <laughs> I will boycott. I will cancel my Disney Plus subscription. That's how, that's how fucking bad it is. I, and I got to tell you, I mean, the, the two shows, because I'll be, I'll be totally honest with you. I didn't watch all of Jessica Jones. I didn't watch all of The Punisher. I definitely watched all Luke Cage and the way Luke Cage ended where it ended on sort of the, now that he's sort of taking over as the villain, quote unquote, you know, he's kind of the mob boss up in Harlem. That was interesting to me. It's like, okay, where are you going to go with this? Yeah. That was sort of like, that was a great type of thing, you know, but he's a good mob boss. Well, it's sort of like the heavy, where's the crown for, you know, he's got to be responsible for Harlem and this is the only way he can do it. It's almost like he was cursed. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, it, it, well, I'm, I'm happy with if they bring them back and reimagine them. I think again, like George was saying, they're better custodians of the, of the characters. They're going to fit it into the bigger picture in a way that's more appropriate to advance them. I think it's a great opportunity. When, when you think about it, I, I, outside of a few a- actors in the Netflix shows, like, you know, like, would they have passed the MCU? I mean, because the one thing we could talk about is the MCU, their casting decisions have been spot on. Yeah. You know, for the most part. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Outside of maybe two actors. Are you talking, are we also talking about like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that? Are we talking? I don't. I consider like the MCU, like the Disney Plus shows and the movies. And then the Netflix shows are separate because I still think Charlie Cox is amazing. Right. right. Outside of Charlie Cox, Jonathan uh, Bernthal. Uh, uh, Mike Coulter. Mike Coulter's great. Um, Yeah, uh, but I think George is right. I think you're talking about when you look at the MCU stuff proper, you go, holy crap. They nailed it. Vlad, we've talked about this. Who could be a better, who could be better than Chris Evans? Who could be better than, than as Tony Stark? It's, it was perfect casting. You know, know, and they've like, you know, the casting has been spot on for, for the most part, you know, like people would have preferred Emily Blunt as Black Widow, but Scarlett Johansson in that role kind of 
Emily Blunt would have been great. I think Emily Blunt would have been great. I think she would have pulled off more of the Russian, but I love Scarlett Johansson. She's she's the she's yeah, Black uh, Widow. Let me tell you, they, if we could go down the list of how great the casting is, the guy who plays Vision. The- but that's the thing. It's and that's this that's been I think in terms of the Netflix shows and Adrian Desio outside of Coulson. Yeah. Wait, but go. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of MCU light. But to your point, Artie. Yeah, think about it. I'm sorry. I'm going to geek out a second about Paul Bettany. Okay. The fact that Paul Bettany came in as Jarvis, and now as a comic geek, to realize that Jarvis, that you know, that they actually had the foresight to make, you know, the AI become the physical manifestation of Vision, and it's the same actor. He's fucking genius. Yeah, and then not only that, and he looks the part. You know, oh. it's it, his build, the whole thing. I mean, don't you get me started? Now you got me thinking about a whole bunch of things. Now you got me thinking of the end of one division. We got the white vision out there. We got yeah. Well, that's the other thing. The white vision's so out what's there. Going on. All right. So before we go down that road, what was the next topic? <laughs> the next topic was okay. We you know we were talking about that, so we're excited about that. No Way Home dropped on 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 iTunes, Vudu, and everything. It's to purchase right now. Obviously, I purchased it, but there's no there's very few deleted scenes. I know there was one deleted, a couple of deleted scenes that were released, but nothing official. As far as I'm concerned, all this stuff about you know, there's more footage of Toby and 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 Andrew and all that. That's all behind the scenes stuff. That's all there. Like they're they're, they're interviewing them, and there's really an interesting the, the chemistry and all that stuff. I want to see the deleted scenes. There's a couple of interesting other takes uh, of uh, of J. Jonah Jameson, you know, filming his filming his Daily Bugle webcast, which is really cool. Uh, anything, anything, anything that anything that J.K. Simmons does is. is I saw a cool. great kind of loop of the villains dancing. Right. You see that Defoe, the guy who plays what's yeah. it's great that they have the wonderful experience must have been is they probably never expected to play these characters again. Right. The audacity. I've said it to you and, guys and before. So fun, but you can see how much fun they're having. Like they enjoyed being together. They enjoyed doing it. And think about the quality of the actors you got there. You got Defoe, which is amazing. <laughs> just, Alfred Molina. Yeah. These throw guys, me the idol. Throw me, uh, throw, throw you, throw me the idol. I'll throw you the whip. But this is the MCU touch. Electro in this movie was more interesting, more villainous, kind of came across as a little bit more dangerous than he did in the um, so like when I'm bringing in, they didn't bring in, they didn't bring in uh, Dale DeHaan's uh, green, green, green Goblin. But I think you're right, George. I think you nailed it. You nailed it with the casting thing. I think we're, there are so, if you look at, again, I don't want to go there again and we stop. Just geek, just fanboy alert. Go ahead. So, when you look at the, the 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 Netflix shows, you could basically go, okay, all right, yeah, the guy's there, that was perfect. But then you go, what, Electra, really, really? Yeah, it's Remember just like Electra? no, Electra was was the weakest part of that. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not trying to go back to that. But Charlie Cox, is fucking great. Yeah, yes. fucking great. Oh, and that's what he said. I'm sorry, and that when he said it, he said it with a wink to the audience. Was sort of like it's Daredevil reborn. Ah, yeah. great. Okay, that's I meant. I meant to tell you guys. You I'm got a chance to see him in the yellow and reds. It'd be well. It'd be kind of cool if he was in the yellow and reds, right? You know. Perfect. Here's the only thing, and then and don't get me started, Artie. There's only one thing that has to happen with Wolverine whenever Wolverine shows up. Wolverine has to be in the yellow in the tiger stripes. 
in the yellow, blue top, blue, yellow, black, and blue type of stripes. Yeah, yeah let's see it. Did you guys ever see the deleted scene from the Wolverine? Where yeah, it, it was the costume with the it was in the thing. Yeah. Um, so there's so. Um, but I just hate that kind of bullshit, though. I'll be honest. Like that that kind of it annoyed me, and I was glad they deleted it because it was just like. It's like fan service for the like, sake of Oh, we know you want this. Here's a little cock tease of it, but you're not going to get it. Because, <laughs> you know, black leather. While we're staying on uh, Disney Plus, so there was news about Obi-Wan Kenobi. So uh, everybody the heard. Disney, pod, uh, Disney podcast. The Disney <laughs> podcast. But the Obi-Wan Kenobi news was, the you know, the introduction of Maul. Potentially, that was that was scrapped. And the apparently, you know, uh, that that led to, well, we don't know, you know, there's been conflicting reports, but then Disney came out and pretty much said that it was all pre-production. Ray Park was supposed to, they were thinking of bringing Ray Park back. Uh, he was on set and then they can't, no, he was never on set. It was, but apparently that's when they hit the pause on the writing of, of the show. And that's where at some point Filoni stepped in and was the one who pushed for bringing back Hayden Christensen as, as Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader and then going for these things. And, you know, how does everybody feel about Maul not, I mean, Maul not showing up? I'm fine with it, honestly, because I, I think, you know, with Rebels and they kind of took care of that whole thing with, you know, him and Obi-Wan. It, what were they going to do? Just, you know, do a live action. It was just, it didn't make sense. So, it, I'm someone's, fine having, someone's having some ADD issues below. Because <laughs> I, I jumped into a spot. That's why. But yeah, no, I, I Artie, do you care? Uh, I'm with my feeling on this is I have uh, enough goodwill with Filoni, I think, built up. Uh, just take what changes he made and run with it. Again, you can go into this uh, diatribe like we did last week. I still have that one piece that's nagging at me, but I think we're going to have to get over it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I can, I can disassociate myself from that, put that on the side. Cause then I look at all of this just as fan fiction. It's just like, all right, somebody with a really big budget. Can I ask I you can, a question though? Can I, I'm I sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you to, to make good stuff. Can I ask you a question? You're easy, you can put that aside, but you can't put bungee employees working from home. <laughs> no, no, no. It's different so though. Here's the thing. Who, who, you know, he spends sixty hours a week on Destiny, so that that's you know that affects the job. It's a full time. It's, 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 it affects his livelihood, time. right? Yeah, right. It's different. Okay, yeah. And Keith, do you care if Maul's there or not? Not at all. Look, I'm resigned to the fact. <laughs> I'm resigned to the fact when it comes to this show. Yeah. And here's the thing. Um, I'm beginning to realize this is my personal opinion. And again, it might be controversial. Here's the thing. Star Wars is getting to the point right now where I think the spectacle, the spectacle, which is going to be tremendous. You know, I'm talking about Vader potentially, potentially meeting Kenobi twice. That's the rumor. There's like two, two meetings, which yeah, I think he does a backflip. And a somersault into this, in, in, in and and we're not talking about. We're talking about the spectacle. I am sure it's going to be cool as fuck. There's no question about that. The problem is that I feel that the spectacle is going to betray story and slaughter a bunch of rebels. 
Well, and, and, so here's the question, though, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what the answer is going to be, <laughs> but I'll ask it anyway. Are you going to go into this series open-minded enough to where yes. if it, wait, yeah. wait, 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 that when this happens, if it serves the story well enough? Be okay, to- I'm just going to come if no, no, sir, but, but here's the thing, George, just this, this is hypothetically speaking, hypothetically speaking, story. here's the thing. And I and Artie and I had this long discussion about it a couple of nights, a few nights ago, and I kind of went off for a little bit. But so forgive okay. me for forgive me for going this. Here's the for me, for me, <laughs> I feel that regardless of how you're going to play the story, it's a retcon one way or another. It's cheapening Vader seeing Obi-Wan again after 19 years, whatever it is. On the, uh, what they're going to show, I'm sure, is going to look technically beautiful. It's going to be done, but it's a retcon nonetheless. It well, takes every... Okay. No, let me finish. Let me finish. I'm, I, no, no, let me finish. I'm not... All I'm saying is, and I'm using the same example as beautiful as Vader going after the rebels at the end of rogue one looked to me it betrayed what happens an hour later on the tantive in a new hope it's like you're taking what is canon and then you're building around it and potentially eroding the foundations of and and the power of what those scenes mean for for pure spectacle i don't know how it serves the story I mean, that to me was, it's a cool scene. And again, if everybody knows that was not in the original script, they added it at the last minute as a spectacle scene and everybody loves it. And, and it's fine. It's, you know, if you look at it as just a scene all onto itself, it's fine. But when you put it into the context of the story, to me, it cheapens the story a little bit. Well, but you said that they haven't seen each other in 20 years. So if they didn't meet each other, let's just say in, in Obi-Wan, that's still going to technically be 20 years. No, it's not. It's going to be well, this, Obi-Wan takes place. Obi-Wan takes place nine years after it takes place 10 years after Sith. So it would be 10 years since he's seen Vader. So then he sees him again nine years later. OK, so th- to me, it's you're getting to the I'm point of. But the, so <sighs> when I left you, I my was opinion but, is this. This is my kind of view on it. I'm open minded enough to enjoy it on face value. But when people ask me my opinion, I'm going to say, hey, look, as much as I enjoyed it, yeah. I didn't need any of this. Like, It's it, fan fiction. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's it, fan fiction. But you don't cheap it. You don't, it doesn't, the retcon with the prequels don't, don't bother you. What retcon with the prequels? Which well, part of the prequels? The fact that Anakin created C-3PO, that Obi-Wan was hanging around with R2-D2. You know what and- pisses me off more than anything? What pisses me more though often than anything, Lucas going back and changing hand shot first. That's the biggest that's one that pisses me off. Point, but you had Obi-Wan hanging out with R2D2 for how many years? And, then he and I'm willing to give that a pass. I'm willing to give it a pass for one reason and one reason only. It's George. Yeah, George yeah. created that. Not you, George. But George, you, George. to answer your question, I, never would have that I didn't need that's that why. either. I didn't need the prequels. I would I, I just need new hope. Well, Jedi. That's all I right. Need. And then Ask people are going to Lucas so he could shit all over his vision. Yes. But if somebody tries to build up on it or maybe make it interesting story wise, it's a problem. Uh, and so I'm going to tell you, I, involved I, in this, you'd no, be fine. I think, I think we, I think 
George shitting all over his legacy. Look, I mean, let's be let's let's be perfectly honest here. I mean, Star Wars on Disney Plus does not have the same record as as what no. Marvel has had. Nope. I mean, Bo- Boba Fett was not was not was nowhere near the quality of. But I of think what. there's a reason for that, Vlad. Star Wars because. No matter what, no matter if you have prequels, no matter if you have sequels, no matter if you have expanded universe, Star Wars are those FN3 movies. To me, they are. Okay. Yeah. To me, to me, but they are, yes. They never needed. So if he would have ended with that, it would be as great to us as it is today, whether they made more stuff or not more stuff. George, didn't you say a few years, didn't you say a few episodes back, Star Wars ended in Jedi? It ended at Jedi, right? You remember you said like Jedi's yeah. a lot, you know, I'm done. Because here's the thing for me, it told whatever story it needed to tell. Right. And I just don't know. The prequels didn't do anything. The prequels basically just kind of shrunk the universe down a little bit, where it's like, okay, he created uh, R2D2. I'm hanging out with Obi Wan, but Obi Wan doesn't recognize me because Obi Wan did. He just lied from us. It was a certain point of view. He lied. I mean, they could, so basically everything is a certain point of view. It's a, do you remember? It's a, do you remember Qui Gon? Do you remember Qui Gon? First of all, you know he lies to he he, he cheats with uh with Sebulba with the with the dice, right? So you know a Jedi, well, you know we're, knowledge and defense. Needling we're needling it unnecessarily. It's like to again yeah. the difference between Marvel is. Marvel is really about the characters that in a genre that people understand that it's changed is hyper serialized over time and periodically over time is reinvented. Oh, I know well, I'm going to, yeah. Also it, this, this is the main, the biggest difference between Marvel and Star Wars. Marvel has one person overseeing everything who actually gives a shit about the stories they're putting out. Star Wars has way too many people involved, whether it's Kathleen Kennedy, J.J. Abrams, who got a lot more power to do a lot of fucking horrible shit in a brief period of time. Then you have the Filoni Favreau camp, you know, then you'll have, you know, there's no cohesion. There's no cohesion. That's There's the problem. They, it doesn't have one person overseeing everything that gives a shit about the characters enough. Or the continuity. This is the or, problem that I have. Is like the, the, the sequels, regardless of individually how good certain parts of the sequels may be, the through line to that story betrays it. You go back and you look at those and you're like, oh my God, what did you do? You know, you didn't end it. You, you could have, you had... Regardless if you agree or disagree with certain things or you, you don't like Ray, you don't like Kylo, you don't like this, you you can see there was no structure there between between those three movies. Now, and the thing that made it worse was the fact that, and I'm going to try and say this as gently as possible, but Star Wars fans are the most toxic fandom pretty much out there outside of comic gators. I mean, you know, they're That's true, you know, so and basically Rise of Skywalker was them getting their way, essentially. No, well, they, it was it was. Want, but but but, but, but here's the problem there. Here's the problem we want him to be a good guy. So there's that we they should have. Yeah, you, they should have. They should have either stuck to their guns. Here's the problem is also before the is, they, they were so willing to make it as fucking you know baby food bland as possible 
that they didn't they didn't bother picking up anything that was left for them. I mean, from Last Jedi, there was they, you know that's again that's another piece of no continuity, right? Well, there. regardless of how you, because I know George, you 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 liked Last Jedi. Regardless of whether I liked Last, no, Jedi. but I'm saying what happened between. Didn't Ryan Johnson basically say, like, J.J. Abrams came out and said, Ryan wrote whatever he wanted to write after I was done. But he, Which to me, he picked up whatever threads that J.J. gave him. Hey, Luke is a fucking hermit on another planet. And he took it and he ran with it. But again, it's like, do you have well, a Bible, a story of what's going to happen? He never did. So, but why is Luke on another planet? What's the So basically you're left with, what's the worst possible thing that could have happened that would make Luke fucking cut himself from the force and be a hermit? Anyway, I, I mean, I mean that's, yeah. that's a Force Awakens story problem because the whole thing is looking for Luke and for what? Why is he there? It's a stupid plot point and there's not much you could do with it. But again, they should have thought the entire story through. The one fact that they, you writer, didn't know. One director. One for director. All three. But remember, Michael Arndt started writing it. They kicked him off. They And they, they brought in somebody else for Force right. Awakens. But then again, Colin Trevorrow's, you know, you can well, argue, you can argue, but the damage was already done. At least he followed the story that he was left with and kind of made it cohesive. It was, but but it's not. That's the problem. And again, you could say the same thing. Shit that we got for Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, but Rise of Skywalker, the the damage was already done though. Well, the but damage this further damaged it. This is the yeah. conclusion of the Skywalker saga. So here's two Palpatines fighting. You're right. You're absolutely right. And it's not, it's like when you think about it, you're, but yeah, but, but me, I guess, so what I'm trying to say in a long-winded Greek way is I, the Star Wars, if we're going with what we're seeing right now, outside of the Mandalorian, which is own little fucking bubble, the Star Wars storylines all over the fucking place. So do something, if it comes out pretty good, I'll be happy with it at this point. Because basically everyone's shat all over the original three movies <laughs> retroactively and proactively. So yeah. give me something good and I'll be entertained until Mandalorian season three comes along. That's the only thing I'm holding out for. That's the only thing I really give a shit about Star Wars wise. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'll be honest with you. I know this is going to sound uh, like an anathema, but the Star Wars is out now is no longer the Star Wars that I knew that I loved, you know, exactly. and that's fine. And that's an age. That's that's an age thing. That's an age thing. I get that because a lot of the things right now, you have to realize that a lot of the people that are doing this are of the age that they saw Star Wars when the special editions came out that led to the, the, the led to the prequels that led to the Clone Wars. And you're seeing all these characters that are coming out of the Clone Wars, you know, and all of that, which was not what we had. We had no. three movies. And the Marvel comics and the Star War and Star Wars, the Star Wars Christmas special, uh, holiday special. We had the toys and, and the, the toys, right? So I'm um, again, it's not saying in my day Star Wars was, you know, it's it, that's not it. It's well, so we exactly. understand that it's evolved. The problem right now is that people are trying to build around those stories and trying to build stories around that to expand those stories well, with the potential of diluting the original. Potential. The original. I have. Vlad, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Uh, again, to me, it comes out, it's fan fiction. I'm yeah. sorry. At the end, it's going to be fan fiction. It doesn't mean it can't be good. So it, I, I'm not saying I can't, I can't enjoy it. Enjoy it. And I think, like I said a little earlier, from, from my perspective, I only needed the three movies. That's all I needed. 
And well, if, yeah, they make I mean, cool it, stuff, if they make cool stuff now, I want them to make it. Like here, Vader's going to appear, like George said. It's a foregone conclusion. Vader's going to appear. Let's enjoy it. And then when we come here and we talk about it, we're going to have this fight again, discussion all over again, which is going to be great. Yeah. And uh, I think the last, yeah, I, I, it's but a, I, I do think I, that it may suffer though, George, the show from too many rewrites, from them reshooting. Like there could well, be it depends on, done. Yeah. I mean, but it depends on the rewrites. You know, again, if it's, if this was like story stuff, and then it's like, hey, this is this, and then Filoni goes, this is what I have the problem with, and I just think we're just. And you yeah. trust Filoni enough because he studied under George. I don't trust him enough because I, I'll tell you why I don't trust him enough. You still have who's at who's the head of Lucasfilm. Okay, so I'm 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 telling you again, Filoni was, was brought in. Lucasfilm was that Filoni was wasn't running it, didn't run Obi Wan. He came in and consulted on Obi-Wan. There's a complete difference thing. So there's, there's spectacle. And I, don't get me wrong. I think I think Ewan McGregor, I am truly looking forward to Ewan McGregor. More than anything in the world, I am looking forward to Ewan McGregor coming back. Absolutely. And I'm going to have to, like, like Artie says, I will suspend disbelief. But at the end of the day, the same way, the problem is the same way that I was excited to see Luke again. I was excited to see Han again, Chewie, Leia. And then the way they were mishandled, I have to compartmentalize that, what happened in the sequels, and say, okay, that's what it was. I still have these three movies. And this the, is the same me, thing that I'm going to feel about what the, potentially they're going to do here. For me, because all it is is those three movies. There's no three movies prior to that. There's no three movies. I after. actually, I, I, I go further. I'll, I give the th first three movies because it's George. No. It was George's vision. It doesn't that's matter, what, though. For me, it still shits all over what kind of happened and it would have been worse if he got young Han Solo with the fucking Wookiees on that planet. He was planning on it. But again, the problem was, is everybody was, was complaining. Was of young fucking Han Solo for the. Oh. What's the next topic? I love the next this topic. Only because we have a couple, topic. we have a couple more to get through and I know we want to get through it. Plus I no, want to. So on a, on, on a lighter note. About the new Thanos in the Eternals and the new, new things going on in the comic that. Just to bring up that there's something that's been going on in comics for years that we probably need to talk about a little bit, assuming we have the time. We have the time right now. Go ahead. No, I think we, we had a couple of other topics. Well, we did have a couple of other topics, you know, and uh, the, the one that we really want to tackle is, you know, last week, George and I talked about Ghosts and Para, which came out. And that led one of our colleagues here to go on on a little uh excursion so Artie, why don't you take away what you ended up doing following our conversation yeah the next week. day i went out and the first thing i did when i went out i said hey babe i'm going out and i looked for the album i went to barnes and noble they didn't have it but then i went to target target had a had a colored vinyl and you told me they're all colored vinyl i picked it up i went right home and i listened to it and it was utterly fantastic i can't believe i've been making fun of you in this band for like five years Every time you bring them up, it's just been like a joke after joke. But I, I heard exactly what you guys said. You see so much homage in a good way. Excuse good me. creative homage. Homage? Homage. Homage. Whatever it is. Homage. Homage. Whatever, it is. <laughs> Whatever it is. But really, really great stuff. Like, uh, I, like I hear song, I, I'm hearing songs and I hear songs that it reminds me of. But, and then it's not really super heavy. 
And even though there's heavier, like there's not so heavy tracks, fast tracks, slower tracks, heavier tracks, but not super heavy. Like, you know, it was just a lot of fun to listen to the music. Sounds big, right? It's like a, like a wall of sound type of thing, right? Yeah. And the good, the good thing is, is the, the songs, the track list play into each other very well too. Yes, they do. So yeah. you can, I stick it on and I just listen to it in the background too. Like yeah. during the day when I'm doing stuff, sometimes I just like to listen to it while I'm playing, you know, playing destiny. I'm just like, this is good. Just a good fun album. It's, it's, it's a really good album. Yeah. It's, it's, fun. it's, when I say fun, it's like, when I first heard it, I didn't know what to expect. When I listened to it, I expect to listen. I expect to hear Metallica is what I expect. Right. And then I was hearing like, what's the second song? Uh, are you talking about Kaiserion yeah. or are you talking about Spillaways? Yeah, like this, is it the one that goes? It starts like that's kind of Spillaways. That's Spillaways, yeah. which is which is sounds like Runaway. Right, sounds, exactly. That's what I'm thinking when I'm hearing it. And I'm like, right. wow, this is yeah. great, and but it's fun. To, to, to well, have it's, it's 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 a very and and I've 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 seen a lot of interviews with Tobias about it and he's he he was he goes I was really trying to make a Def Leppard album <laughs> he was trying to make a Def Leppard and and like even if you go back I mean it's funny like I told you guys last week when I when Imperium started and I'm like oh wow this sounds like Metallica like the opening of Battery then I go back and I listen to it and I go no, no no it sounds like Maiden it sounds like the dual guitars of Maiden melody and I'm yeah, like yeah. holy shit and then you realize. It's one of those albums you go back, back, back and back and you listen to it. I'm excited for you because now that you've actually heard this, now you can go back and start listening to some of the like Meliora, which we were talking about. Yeah, I think I'm definitely going to buy it. It's and you insane. should pick up prequel, too. I mean, look, you should. There, there's not a lot of stuff out there. No, you How many albums are there? Six? There's 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 Opus Eponymous. There's Infestissimum. There's two EPs, which is if you have ghosts. And then there's also Pope Star, which has their biggest song, which is Square Hammer. That's how that's the first time I heard them, actually. Yeah, Square Hammers, Square Hammer, Square Hammer. And then you have, uh, um, well, we said Meliora, right? Meliora. Yeah, um, it's funny. You you should, and you should, and, and not, all. you should, you should I mean, it should be easy for you to find because um, Rise Above Records has reissued it. Yep, and uh, with the uh, with the colored vinyl too. Meliora, Meliora, uh, no, no, no. I think Opus Eponymous. You can definitely Opus find. You can a, find yeah. Opus Eponymous. You can definitely find Pope Star. Go to Meliora. Uh, I had a find on eBay. Well, I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you all the links to everything. But again, you know, our love for Ghost is undying. And then you know, and then Artie. I no, hate to don't say, don't even that, go there. Don't even say. Action figures. Oh. There's action figures. There's there's all a bunch yeah. of action figures. I thought you were going to say buy Mastodon or Tool or something, and I was going to say, first of all, don't fuck with Tool, okay, dude. To oh, and speaking of Tool, Opiate Two, the Blu-ray just dropped this week, right? Yeah. So, so the new version of that. Please don't fuck. Don't don't, don't talk to me about that. Seriously, dude. You listen to Mastodon. You could listen to Mastodon. You should listen to the Sword. The first three albums of the yeah, Sword. Yeah, you should listen to the Sword first three albums. Yep. We'll yeah, get you into this winter. stuff. We'll get you into this stuff. Don't worry. We'll get you into this. No, really great stuff. And I'm a record again, player, so you get become. If you right. guys are listening to the podcast and never listen to Ghost, I would say. Look, we're not talking album. about Destiny. We're talking about music. Yeah, I would say pick up this but, album. Go get it. If you like, a record player, so that way, the like, Keith, did you did you get the new Ghost album? Yeah, what'd you think? Meh. No, no, Keith. It's no, great. I listened to, to him on YouTube. I like it. Not good. 
<laughs> uh, and yeah, did you watch the video though? That's yeah, the yeah, other thing. Already, the videos are good. Yeah. Already, did you watch the the live performance of "Call Me Little Sunshine" on Jimmy Kimmel that no, I posted? No, I, I don't watch videos, but I you do. should. No, already part of the thing about the band. Listen, you guys have time to watch all sorts of stuff. I'm I'm engaging my mind in deep learning experiences. You don't even read an article. You know what you just sounded like? It's like that's video with the guy reading the article to you. <laughs> you're what? you're like the, you're like that. You, you just you. I'm learned. It's like that scene in 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 Step Brothers when they're in bed, and he's like, "This is a house of learned men. This is." <laughs> You fuck. Come on, seriously? You don't watch videos. You sit there on your phone in the middle of the night watching YouTube videos. He reads comics. So wait, are you going to say something about comics? Yeah, yeah. He, he sits there listening to videos while we're playing Destiny. <laughs> no, no, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're all on speak. We're all on headsets. And we can all experience what he's experiencing. Yeah. So, I mean, are we are are, are we good for me to open a, up with a quick topic? Uh, the last topic for the evening before we go. Yes. Yeah. So really quick, you know, in comics, I think, you know, there's always a big bad guy. There's a Galactus, there's a Thanos, there's a anti-monitor, somebody, you know, Parallax, whoever. Why is it that they always have a relative that's even worse than they are in comics? Like, why does Thanos's grandfather now have to come out of nowhere, Kronos, and tell him, oh, you didn't try hard enough. You only killed half the people in the universe. Like, that's a story idea. Like, there had to be somebody in DC more powerful than the anti-monitor. I mean, I, I don't understand what the purpose of that is. Like, is the guy really going to be more memorable than Thanos that they just bring him back? Is it going to be more interesting? Are they going to make a more interesting story? No, they're not. It's going to be terrible. But they so need someone to fight. Huh? They need somebody to fight. No, but the thing is, just make up somebody. They have so many cool characters who are omni, um, near omnipotent. They have Maelstrom. They got... Wait, they can't Yonder. Huh? They can't have kids? <laughs> they can't have children? They're, they're infant You're saying Mira... <laughs> Near no, omnipotent. I mean, but, but what are your thoughts on that? It's like it's I mean, they've been doing this forever. They do this in the but movies. Oh, you know. I understand what he's saying though, because it's always like they always have to one instead of like fixing, the, you know, working with the characters they have. They just create a new character. Who, like I'm worse than you are. I mean, years a couple of years ago, when the, when uh, that famous writer took over for Superman. I'm the villain that blew up Krypton, not, you know, whatever. Like, right. why? Like, what, what is, what, what the fuck is, like, you know, it's just like, it's always somebody, they always think they know better, so they're going to try and, you know, up the, the villain quotient by just making it slightly more evil. It's just I was watching, thing. like, my news feed on, 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 on Facebook. While you're ignoring us, right? Because you no, ignore no, I always, us. I always, I'm always very in tune to things that you guys are want to talk about and bring up and are, are talking about in our, in our chat. I, I'm really, because you guys are really engaging and really on top of things. Uh, Ladies but, and gentlemen, before he goes any further, we are dealing with, just so you know, for the two viewers that are still with us, 
who you're talking to, who you're in the presence of, you're 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 being graced by variety, a variety top fan. And I don't know what kind of coupons you get for that, but obviously, you know, you, you you'll post on complex, you'll post on variety, you'll post all over the place. And here's the thing: the three of us actually, for some reason, because he's our friend on Facebook, end up getting every one of his fucking feeds, anything that he posts about don't any fucking smarmy things? no you don't yes you did uh when no. They, when they had the, no 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 wait when they had the news about sydney sweeney going oh to be yes Canada, yes yes Ooh, was, to me sounded like uh, uh. the one thing that really surprised me about that comment was that you didn't misspell it which was shocking that's the first i was like what the no, Something about your attention span, your attention span and, and your fingers, your fat fingers. But anyway, go back to your thing. So you were saying no, no. it was just that it's just that I'm, I'm reading it like this is not going to be interesting. It's not interesting the way he's interacting with Donos already. Oh, well, you weren't trying hard enough. Wait, wait, hold on a second. I'm getting confused here because you're talking about you've, you're talking about the anti monitor and you're talking about no, I'm just talking about a powerful being. There's always somebody more powerful like. It, in, in, in what's going on in internals now is I guess his grandfather shows up Kronos <laughs> or whatever. And Kronos is just like so unimpressed with Thanos is, you know, destroying half the universe or killing half of the beings. In the universe. You know, that's not, that's not a big deal. You know, as he sits well, it's become scares. a telenovela. It's become, it's, just, it's become a soap opera. And then it's just really badly designed. You know, he's got smoke coming out of like two ports in his shoulders. I mean, it's like, just get. Can I ask you an honest question? I don't know. I don't know the statistics. I don't know who any character. What's the highest comic selling comic? What, what's what's the what's the highest selling comic right now? What sells right? I don't know. I I couldn't tell. Are you. Are comics I, really selling right now? Not in so comics selling in bulk? Yes. So comics are ubiquitous. They're everywhere now. Okay. So they're in bookstores and and. In stores, you can get them anywhere. And then you have trades and stuff. So comics are everywhere. And the subject matter in comics now are also ubiquitous. It's every subject under I'm the sun. I'm talking stuff. about Marvel and DC. Let's focus on those yeah. two. So even Marvel and DC are doing relatively well. But remember what they're put up, putting out and how much they're paying the people that, that put out the work. They're, uh, you know, it's not like the days where you had superstar artists now that are doing comics, let's say. Now you find a superstar and they're quickly doing their own thing. You know, they're not really doing even comics anymore. Like the, the biggest name artists are just doing shows and conventions, you know, for, like it or not. So really they're hiring the, the lowest people they can get. And I'm not saying they're not good. I'm not saying they don't love comics, but they don't necessarily care what the pages even look like. Anyway, don't get me on that. I don't think they have the time to. So our comics selling a hundred thousand. Does Superman comics sell a hundred thousand copies? No. Does a X Men comic sell a hundred thousand copies? No, probably not. They're probably selling anywhere on fifty thousand on down. But maybe they're selling in different, you know, in trades. Trades are going into libraries. Trades are going into, you know. Well, I, I I was always under the impression that once because remember for a long period of time before they started collecting stories, you know, stories into trade paperbacks, you know, the, the value of the comics was really high. Right. And then the minute like six months later, all of a sudden, 
you no, don't have to buy the, the impact of value of, of an individual comic book. You would think it would, but it does. It really doesn't. I think you're so far removed from um, the original characters now being created, right? So really, since like the seventies, there's only been like Deadpool, you know, Gambit, you know, a couple of the characters that have cachet and value. There's not a lot of characters that people look at or comics that started maybe, uh, you know, Walking Dead, number one, first printing. Remember, it didn't have a large first printing when it first came right. out. So there's not a lot of uh, cachet or in collecting for resale comics that are out today. Like nobody's going to buy Justice League Incarnate today and then 100 years from now make a 20 to 20 cents on that comic. You understand? Mm-hmm. It's not like you bought the first appearance of Wolverine, you bought the first appearance of, you know, anybody in the New Mutants. Once you kind of get past that, there's really no value in, in the comics. Once what about you hit, digital? Yeah, but I mean, the, there's, no, there's no value. The, the digital comics are still coming out on paper. Yeah. So, but what, what I'm trying to say is the value of a comic book is generally the start of something new, and the start of something that takes off. Like so, did the, uh, the the Hickman the Hickman X Men like Power of X and House of X. No that value started. whatsoever. No value. Those were the last like really huge things that dropped. Uh, but not they weren't huge like huge. Again, huge meaning it was a big deal. It was a big deal that was going to happen. It was a big but, deal for that time period though, wasn't it? Yeah, so big for that time period. But I think we're still starting at a at a. You're coming into an era when comic sales at Marvel and DC, because that's what you're basically pointing at, are relatively low compared to the history of their comics. So if you go back to, you know, the Jim Lee era, that's when they were selling. That's when you had- right, Well, you have to look at everything through that, that, that lens. Like this is, right. yeah, that's it's not the, the, the same industry it. anymore. It's, like, it's not the same industry. Yeah, before that, you have to go back to the 50s, 60s. It's like us comparing our podcast to new rock stars, like oh, the number of viewers we have. You know, to Joe Rogan, who got a lot of very popular with the incels, I heard. <laughs> uh, anyway, but- Let's go back to one thing. So it, this is just for about Vlad's question about comic book sales. This is interesting. So 404 comic books with sales of 2.98 million copies. So that means the sales totals were for $13 million for what month was this? January. Okay. So you think about it with yeah, the amount what, of you, How much does a comic cost these days? A single issue costs like $4, $4, right? Yeah. 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 So it's a, different, it's a different era. I wish comics were... I mean, again, as expensive it's as a much sneakers. bigger pool. So there's a lot of stuff that people are reading and different types of fans yeah. that can now find things that they like. Well, everything's online too. There's a like, whole different think thing. Think about the Warren book that's coming out. What's his name? He's got a wrestling comic book coming yeah. out. That's, again, he's a creator that some people are very passionate about and they'll support him doing that book. So maybe so you're what you're saying is like the, the following it's become the following the individual rather than the the, the brand right yeah, still marvel and dc are still the huge ones but as an artist makes a name for themselves or e- they don't even have to go through marvel or dc anymore right they self-publish right yeah, but they can make a name for themselves on whatever that other circuit is that indie circuit is and get a following 
I mean, he got started with what, you know, like um, Murder Falcon was the one that blew him up. Yeah, you know, where he did a Wonder Woman and Thor. Yep. Now he's back doing his own thing. Yeah, I just, it's, a, it's a different playing field. And I'm not complaining that, you know, sure. comics have always had a hokiness. Like, I've read comics for a long time. And I remember in the 80s, there were very stupid things going on. There's stupid things going on today, like the stuff with Thanos and Justice League Incarnate. And that, I mean, there's stupid things in the 70s, so, too, and that was our favorite era. But what's really bad is the um, production. But can I, who, can I ask a question? Can I ask a question? This goes back. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. This goes back to Star Wars. This goes back to everything. You, George, you said something very interesting, which was the 70s, right? So really dependent upon when we were most at our most impressionable ages growing up through the stuff that we were exposed to that kind of made us the, you know, the heathens that we are today, you know, I, I, I what I'm saying is that, you know, the, the same way that Star Wars, you know, there's an intolerance for certain things about Star Wars now, because we grew up with a particular type of Star Wars, the same thing with the comic era that we grew up in, you know, there's 70s and 80s, you know, especially the 80s for me were, were when I got really into the stuff, you guys may be a little bit earlier than me. So obviously, you know, you're seeing stuff in a cyclical motion where they're, they're, you know, they're regurgitating and trying to one-up what they originally did, which is the same thing that I'm talking about with Star Wars. Well, and you're right, but I think with comics, we're also talking about another piece, which is the production. Like when we're talking Marvel and DC, if you were to take, uh, again, it's not that they had a whole bunch of better artists. Like for some reason, again, back in the day, maybe we didn't think Herb Trimpey was great, or we didn't think Ron Wilson was the greatest artist, or we didn't, you know what I mean? Although now looking back, we do like Jim Apparel. We like these people that, you know, a little more than we do, right? But when you look at the artist today, it's, it's the production of the comic. And like when I was crapping all, of, all over Justice League Incarnate, it's because it was bad soup to nuts. Not because it's a bad idea on face value, but because they also didn't execute with any heart, with any skill, with any interest. It, it's, it's that lousy, for lack of a better term. Right. And that comes from the publishing house saying, okay, we'll accept it. Well, that's what, well, that's what I'm getting at with a lot of the stuff that we like. That's, <laughs> there's not care put into everything. No, that but it's also, yeah, it's lack of care, but it's, I mean, I was flipping through some of like my old Spider-Man issues, like the Ross Andrew ones. And one of the issues, he, fucking Ghost of uh, Hammerhead was in it, which you think about it is a fucking ridiculous idea. Yeah. But the thing is, I you know, did they get by with it because they just treated it as a fucking serious thing. You know, it was just well-written, well-drawn. And it's like, all right, whatever. If I saw, let's say, the, the, the creators of Justice League Incarnate, just because I've seen, you know, based on everything I've been seeing online, if they pulled, if they tried that, I would laugh because it'd probably be like not as well written, not as well drawn. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's that lack of care for the, you know, and this is just a regular issue of Spider-Man versus an event book. And when you can't give a shit about how your event book looks, 
it's i guess you know and this is going to be my crotchety old man thing you know comics in the 70s is you you know you had don heck you had all these artists who you would consider them journeyman artists who would blow a lot of these guys out of the water now in terms of craftsmanship storytelling it's it's unbelievable like these guys that we took for granted back then would be better than anything we're seeing right now for the most part. But I don't want to get into the politics of the creators. I'm going to bring something up. When you look at some artists from previous periods, they really were serious about the work. I, I, I know I'm going to a crazy place, but look at people like, and you may not love their art members. They could be very stylized. They, and again, take their politics out, like Jim Steranko, like um, Barry Windsor Smith, like uh, uh, Gil Kane, like uh, Colin. Howard Taken. They're really fucking good artists. Gene Colin, they're really freaking amazing artists. And they were putting it down on the pages, right? Like, I can't look at the guys who were drawing uh, Justice League Incarnate and go, you know what? These guys could be the Kirby's of our era. And I know that's, you know, or anybody, you know. But do you feel it's, okay, again, I'm sorry to say this, going to George's point about crotchety old man, is it an age thing? No, I don't think it is. To me, it's a quality thing. It's a, I, yeah. It, okay. Agreed. That's I fair agree. enough. And it's fair enough. And that's the problem. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I look at it from the, you know, in, in, in Hollywood and the movies and sort of what comes out, like it's, it's rare that we find something very original. You know, everything right now that sells looks like it's going to be, it's got to be an existing IP. It's got to be something that. But I don't want to say that there's not bad people doing, there's not great artists doing comics because some of the greatest artists are doing comics. Just my question is, why didn't you get some of those motherfuckers to do Justice League Incarnate? You got people out here like Dan Pinosian. You got the people like maybe they don't have the money to they don't have the money to spend. But that's what I mean. It's it's what I see in comics is this kind of turn in, turn out, get stories in, get stories out. Well, because it's at this point, I know at least from the Marvel perspective, it's really at one point it was you know if you go back twenty years, it was the comics that drove the movies, right? And because the comics were first, now it's Marvel Studios, and the movies are the the movies are really kind of the the main vein. Of entertainment and the comics are, you know, extract stories, you know, branch off from those and create whatever they want to separately from that. That's, you know, I, I don't know. I just feel that I don't know about DC because DC to me is all over the fucking place because just like the movies, the movies are all over the place. I still don't understand what they're going to do. I mean, I don't want to get into that right now because we got to end the podcast, but you know, it's. You know, Marvel has followed a particular role. You know, they're very successful with their movies and their television shows. But I think that the comics themselves are suffering, right? I think, I think there's a way, there's no way around that, you know? I just, I, I, it's weird for me. Like, I just don't understand. I mean, because I know, like, Artie obviously loves comic books more than I do because I cannot bother, be bothered with comic books now at all. There's nothing that interests me the way they did from the 70s and 80s. I'd rather, you know, spend my money on some of those older issues. But, but I'll say this, George. You love comic art. Yeah. You, love, you will pay for an artist to do drawing for you, even now. So there's, you still respect that 
you're, you have an expectation. And again, for me, it's not about style. I like a big range of styles. It's not about right? the style. It's about the fact that you can't, if, again, we're just using Justice League Incarnate just for the sake of it, but this is supposed to be like your event book and you don't have one of your, like, what are your better writers on it? You, you, you don't grew have up one in of a your time. better artists on it. We grew up in a time with those event books, though. Think about it again. Artists. Where where had the best artists? George Perez, you know, George, you know, Walter Simonson. Yeah. You know, you had all these great people. Half the Odyssey had Mike Bignola. Right. Think about all that. Right. Exactly. I mean, yeah. uh, Marvel's Marvel's Kingdom Come out of Alex I Ross. I mean, you had these huge. But, but, what, I, but what, I, what I was trying to say before is that there are people today doing comics that are fucking amazing yeah. and they're not I being put on because maybe they're not they don't, working with dc they're not working with marvel That's and why thing. is that is it because they don't want to they no. don't want to be tied down is it that those 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 places can't afford them they right well the, the thing maybe is i mean want. is it i mean you the you guys is, know comics won't sell like they used to sell no matter who draws right them. so why would so here's and here's to your point going back to there's artists out there fine are the writers good? Well, not on this. No, no, no. I'm being serious now. I yeah, mean, how many, writers. how many, can you go back, think about this objectively? And I'm sure you can find something. Are there stories out there from the 70s and 80s that are like milestone stories that you love, but you don't care for the art? Yeah. I, well, the thing is now I'm nostalgic yes. for the I mean, art. There's some Justice League stories that Dick Dillon drew that I oh, liked. Yeah. But- you know, I mean, think about it. I mean, yeah. But I, mean, I think the, the thing is, all right, this is, I guess this brings the question, can there be a really good comic book if only the writing is good, but the art's not? I'm, 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 bringing, I'm bringing it up because I think, I think so. for I me, think I don't think there's one that I can think of. Perfect marriage of art and words. Right. And I think, and I got to tell you, there's, just you know. The words that should just be a novel. Right. And even the stories like where what Keith said earlier, and I'm trying to stealthily bring you back into the conversation where like you're 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 in the middle of a of a, of a great run of, of the story. And then you see the cover and the cover is the cover is like you're the artist that you love. But then you open it up and it's another artist. It ta- I know it's taken me away from the com- the, the story because you want that sort of uniformity of the story being told through the comic through the artist's eyes. You For know, me, I got burnt out on comics. Because, I, you know, I take take in the 90s. The 90s just destroyed comics for me. Yes, they did. Uh, I agree. All the reboots, all the, the, the multiple things, the changing in artists, all this stuff. I, I just, I, I didn't care anymore. I just, it was overwhelming. The prices were going up. The quality was not the, you know, there was only so many books that I would read or care about anyway. Um, and... I, nothing's ever come back to kind of grab me back to sense. I mean, a couple of times, like, you know, George's point, you know, will we'll say, oh, check this series out or audio say, check this artist out. And I would do it occasionally and I'll have one or two books, but my days of collecting or like really getting into comics again, I think are way, way behind me. I mean, right now I'm on to another, con- I'm on to different content, I'm on to video, you know, video games or movies or TV. That's more than enough. And if I'm going to read, you know, uh, a book i'll read an actual book not not a not a comic book anymore which is sad because i still love the idea i love my old comics so it's just unfortunate right now the stage of it i remember the 90s for me were sort of the death knell 
in terms of actively collecting, even though I got back into it a few times since then and I stopped, but the nineties, when it became sort of the, um, speculator, the, uh, well, it became the, it became, let's make this an investment. I remember the, the one issue that I remember more than anything is X-Force one that had the 15 different covers or whatever it was that you have to get 15 different covers. They started doing all the different variants of covers and doing everything where it became a chase as well, opposed to force was really just bad. Excuse me. What did you say? Force was just bad. Well, not even oh. that, but it's like, there was so much stuff. Like I, I, remember, know mean, I know what you mean. I know what right. you mean. And then for me, what ended up happening was it really became about the event, the event, like most of the stories that I ended up reading were like, obviously like, you know, Batman, long Halloween, dark you know hush yeah, you all those stories like those stories that were contained books. you you got into those event books i remember event were- books because that was and i got into the authority which you got me into and some of the other stuff and then and then you and to back to the 90s when image happened and all the artists kind of went off and did their own thing where they left all the big things and started creating their own their own sort of ips and everything separate from the big boys you know, at that point, I was like, okay, you're done. And then once they kept on rebooting things over and over and over and over, to, to Keith's point, it was just like, okay, you know what? I don't need this anymore. It's, it's, I don't, I'd rather just have something at the end of the day. I'm invested in this 12 issue maxi series, but of course you're going to do something to fuck that up. You know, that's, and that's, and that's what I'm trying to get at. Sorry, writer to, and artist. <laughs> to come no to come full circle that's the issue you have crisis on infinite earths definitive dc story fucking milestone the biggest thing ever they've rebooted that five times since 1985 well, and now that's what have and, the real one now they're going to have the real now they're going to have the real one right and that's what i'm getting at going back to and coming full circle to what's happening in star wars this is my my perspective is that you have People are going to get, now we're going to make it even better. We're going to flesh it out more. We're going to figure some other stuff out. Things are going to end up getting changed. And you're just like, for fuck's sake, man, you had the best story. Go do something else. Don't, don't fuck with this story. Don't please. I'll let this go with this. I'll let this go with this. It's like this happening. He doesn't fight Vader. He thinks he sees Vader in the new episodes of Kenobi, but it's Vader's cousin. And he has lightsabers on his elbows. Right. That's that's what happens. That's that's what that'll just look, and that's what happens. But uh, one day we need to talk about uh, image because I think image is a paradigm shift and needed to happen and was very important. Uh, it's very important in terms of giving creators power. Correct. But not what they did to comics. And in other ways, I agree completely. It was, Again, it was important I mean, to happen, but yeah, it, it, it definitely shifted things in, in good away. and bad ways. Did you ever feel like it came back again? Did no. you ever feel, did you ever feel, I mean. It's I, kind of weird though, because I think with Image, what it did was, you know, again, it's great that it gave the creators power and ownership of their creations. But I think what happened was because of the, the group of artists, it took, a, it kind of, took away comics from the, the, the storytelling that they had into like this kind of, you know, action splash pagey widescreen thing and storytelling, you know, it went out the window. Michael Bayification of comics. Pretty much. 
where yeah. you know storytelling became a non that's that's all i'm saying that's what i'm getting at i'm really getting at the storytelling is suffering because of this i feel that i feel that we've taken and i know i'm, I'm over generalizing this but i feel that we've again the examples that i can give and we're going down many different rabbit holes is like the stories of the 70s and the 80s that were in the comics that were that were sacrament you know think about it you know like the FFs of the world, the JLAs of the world, the X-Men of the world, those stories that really kind of created a solid sort of foundation. Those are supposed to be these untouchable stories. They're not supposed, there's not supposed to be stuff that's going you know, to come around and they've done it over and over again. How many times has Phoenix been reborn? And how many times, is, how many times has Superman died or come back? Let me finish. And now you're seeing it with stuff that we're doing in movies. Right. Like, I mean, you guys might not agree with me, but when, when I thought of Star Wars, to you, what you said about Star Wars, that Star Wars is the Skywalker, you know, is four to six, right? To me, Star Wars was about the Skywalker saga. Everything else, the minute you start putting in movies and you're comparing those movies to those original movies, like you're putting Rogue One right there. I'm like, wait a second, Rogue One's EU, it's expanded universe. It's like, for, for, for my most of my existence, any of that stuff was underneath the movies. It was secondary. Now, the minute you start moving it up to there, it's like all of a sudden it's like the fans are like, well, now we've made something that goes right up with those with that sacrament. I know that's old school. It's conservative. It's hardcore 77. But I feel that, we're, you know, the geeks that grew up on the comics and, inf and were influenced by the comics and now are kind of doing that stuff feel that they can actually you know ascend to where that god status no, is that's where you're mistaken how in, in comics i refuse to believe they read that stuff or have any reference. okay that's even more nefarious but that's, that's a problem that's but that's a problem but that's again the problem but i also feel I defy that we, them to prove that but I there's also a generational like jeff johns who like will kind of take a story and like you know he didn't really understand it or wasn't there when it came out and just kind of like i'm adding my own little special sauce to it and then there's yeah. a generational thing too there's a generational thing where people are looking back at the heroes of yesteryear yesteryear meaning 10 years ago 20 years ago 30 years ago whatever and they're saying you know what they're outdated we have to change them we're going to tear them down that's something that you're seeing a lot of tearing down a lot of these heroes creating new ones but you still need to use those heroes as the linchpin to bring whoever you think you're going to bring back. And then what happens after a while they don't sell anymore or they're not, people are not buying them. You got to bring back the originals. You got to bring back the original. And they do this in comics all the time. You kill you kill Wolverine. Wolverine will be back in a year. Everybody knows that. So why the you're going along for the ride? It's like, seriously, I'm sorry, guys, we went off on a lot. No, no, so we did. we did. We went long, guys. We went long. But I think one day, one day we're going to have an episode on comics because we can talk about Hulk X or whatever that is, you know, and all those kind of things, too. It'll be a fun conversation to have. Uh, the only one last thing I got to bring up is that, Artie, we, you still owe us, especially now since you've had a lot of inspiration and, you've, and you're now a ghost fan, like a, a bigger ghost fan than any ghost fan I ever know. You still got to make that papa. You got to do that artwork. You got to do a papa okay. artwork. Yeah, I'll, do, yeah. I'll do one this okay. week. So with that, I'm going to I'm going to. Uh, say goodnight to everybody.